business credit is the best thing in the world. If you don't have business credit, start putting a plan to action to get it. Business credit is what's going to take you from wherever you at right now and your position as you watch this to that next stage of millionaire status. So many people have done it, right? That business credit is the best thing you can get in today's society as far as funding. Hey, what's going on? It's your host, Tolu Oyemi, doing the most. Let's get to it. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Now back to the episode. Hey, 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 what's going on, my masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We got Cornelius Middleton in the house, real estate investor, financial literacy guru. I'm talking about six-figure, seven-figure business owner. He's helping y'all get into real estate, how to monetize it, how to build generational wealth, how to get your financials together so you can start building those assets for your family. Cornelius, welcome to the show, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you for having me. Nah, we really need you today, man, because the real estate area is so it's 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 bursting out the seams, man. Like little baby said, man. And there's so many opportunities, man. Like I didn't there's like wholesale, there's flip, there's bird, there's like rental property, there's so many different things. I think when people I used to hear people be like, man, like nah, real estate is complicated, da 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 like but it seemed like you were able to put yourself in this world and learn and build from it. Yeah, yeah so like the real estate, uh, real estate been my passion from day one, right? And uh, I have indulged in a lot of other things throughout my time. However, real estate has always been present. It never went away. Yeah, sometimes I slowed down on the real estate, but I never, and my fire for it never went away. And the reason why I say that is because if you look at all the wealthy and successful people, whether they are of another ethnicity or they African American or what or just a minority in general, the number one thing that they have in common is that they own real estate, right? Mm. That's just the bottom line. So like you got people who started Microsoft and started Amazon and started Facebook and MySpace and Instagram and all these different and, and, and all these different entities, right? Or or or, or just the Johnson and Johnson family that you know they do care products. Like every major large family, that one percent that we talking about, everybody have a form of real estate. That was the only thing that was in common. So once I had identified that and learned that, it was like a no-brainer. So let me go ahead and do everything I can do to learn. Like you said, you got wholesaling, you got flipping it, you got fixing flips, you got fixing rentals. You even got people who just literally just are 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 in the game to just literally just soak up and just be an investor, right? So you can mm-hmm. just invest in real estate but never own it. So I can just give you my money. You go ahead and flip some money for me. They have my money making money, but I don't own properties. But I'm only far I'm only lending my money up to people who invest into real estate. So I'm giving something it's called a debt partner. I just give you my money and now you owe me debt, right? So it could be a debt part it, it's so many ways to get into real estate. So it's just like as long as you can find your niche, I think you should be fine. And where where did this because even you know a lot of people are still trapped and i wouldn't say necessarily trapped but a lot of people still have the nine to five mindset well you well your parents entrepreneurs did they own real estate like where did that bug come from and let's even rewind to the beginning you know because i saw something that i was like man like this is straight up where you would you play football but then something happened something like your shoulder or something like that but you were able to 
still pivot because some people would have been like you know what this is it my life's over i'm just going to get a little nine to five and that's it but you were like nah i could i could build my empire i could still build my own business my own life but talk to us about your beginning man like you know growing up in the family was your pops an entrepreneur somebody in the family like how how, how was your upbringing yeah baby yeah so so uh i'm from philadelphia the inner city i grew up in north philadelphia uh my mother got married uh in like like, like 2003 to my stepfather great guy my father spent a lot of time incarcerated so uh you know my stepfather pretty much raised me so i did i see my dad raised me from a jail cell my stepfather raised me in person you know what i mean so i had two i had i always had a male figure in my life but i spent a lot of time with my aunt growing up and uh just having that having that dynamic of knowing my dad who my dad was but he was literally raising me from a jail cell from a phone call once a month and just being able to just pivot and navigate throughout different obstacles and things going through life sometimes those things are a little bit tough right especially growing up in the inner city where you're stacked against obstacles and obstacles and barriers and barriers and it's like you just thinking to yourself like there ain't no way i can get through this uh on the second note is i got an older sister above me first first she the first person i that went to college and finished, right? Okay. That, that was the first person in my family that went to college and finished, my sister, same mother, same father. Uh, and then I went in, I'm, she's two years older than me, I went in shortly after her, and obviously I finished as well. But um, knowing in my family, besides my uncle is an entrepreneur, uh, he has a mechanic shop. Well, I, I had, yes, let me not say, I have a few people in my family who did entrepreneur, but not in the realm, not in the realm of real estate. They're not in the realm of literacy. They just they had a hobby that turned into a skill set that turned into a business. You know what I mean? So uh that's not they, they still are entrepreneurs and they in, in their own regards, but no one did this. No one had properties, no one did real estate, no one did financial literacy, no one knows about the credit for a world. Like all these things was absent in my life. But it was when I went to college, when I went to Morgan State, I talked about earlier going there and being exposed right wow. so I, I i learned more outside of the classroom than i did in the classroom i still learned a lot in the classroom but morgan taught me so much about myself and the world around me you know what i mean and i can't repeat it i can never thank morgan enough for that so shout out to everybody who went to morgan shout out to everybody from hbcu family uh so that's kind of how it started for me like i didn't have nobody guiding me it was just something that i seen to myself like you know what like like real estate, I felt passionate about it at a young age, but mm -hmm. I knew no one did it, so I had to, you know, start paying for mentorships, paying for courses, taking this and YouTube and Google. And before you know it, I got my first deal, and it's been history ever since. So you said that you, you give credit to Morgan for kind of like opening up the horizon and, and broadening your thing. Like, what were some of those experiences like that when you were at Morgan, you were like, oh, stop, okay, I see there's a whole different world out here yeah yeah uh for me it was really it was really people coming from like texas coming from like new york idaho wisconsin uh, overseas and just saying talking about how they live in and people everybody had different different background different ethnicities although it was a hbcu the historical black college and university we had we was very diverse it wasn't all black people on campus but you never thought it was because it's the hbcu but morgan was very diverse and just hearing their journey and where they come from what can work and what don't work and what has worked. It's like, I never knew about that. You know what I mean? It was so many things I never knew about. So it was just like, you know what? Like I, I couldn't, 
how to just get the information to sit on it. You know what I mean? Mm. You got to execute. Like, if you're going to get information, like, if you're going to be there and, and soak up the game, soak it up to execute. Don't soak it up just to hold it to yourself. You know what I mean? So, that's right. I, I was learning at college and learning different things. And as soon as I got back to my, to my comfort zone in my room, I would jot everything down, review everything. And I knew, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going to implement this at the right time. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. Awesome. And entrepreneurship, and even to your background in Philly, we know Philly is tough. You know, we got Meek Mill, you got a lot of different cats coming out of Philly, and it still has that black mentality in terms of like not everybody's thinking on a very high level. Yeah, you know, yeah. but at the same time, you're seeing these explosions of entrepreneurship coming out of Philly, clothing line, Spurgo, CEO Trey Brown, you know, you got Wallow, you got Gilly, you got a lot of these different individuals coming out of Philly. They 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 going super hard, you know, with their businesses, you know, they they really, really out here changing the game. And you know, when when you see that. And you see not only to be able to see it but to link up with them in either these conferences or these masterminds or you know these meet and greets how does that help you in terms of like either motivation or like those connections to help power up your business yeah for sure like like anytime i see and it, it ain't it don't just have to be people from philly anytime i see people that's that that they got a skill set that, that work hard like me i gravitate to people who work hard so it, you don't gotta be the biggest you don't gotta be the baddest but if you work hard you, you my kind of person you know what i mean so me all i care about is if you work hard like i don't i'm not a person like i'm gonna go i don't go out i'm not a party or i'm not a flashy person all i care about is working hard like like if you work hard you you my kind of person that's i don't female male uh, in, indifferent you know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you work hard, me and you gonna get along. But that's all I care about. You know what I mean? So, uh, to, so so to your point, like you said, Gilly, Wallo, uh, Trey, shout out to Spurgo, that's my young. Um, yeah. all, all, all people like that, they work hard. They, they work that's, hard. That's the common principle. Everybody worked hard. You know what I mean? Everybody got the story, but everybody worked hard. So it's yeah. like it, it it doesn't it, it's it's the principle. We got the common denominator, which what like every every successful person got real estate every successful person got working hard you know what i mean so if you work hard me and you gonna get along just 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 quite well awesome i love that man that's what it's about mm -hmm. so you know being inside uh, of morgan and being introduced to these new ideas the entrepreneurship journey for everybody is always massively interesting because usually people are trying to throw things at the wall and see what stick even if you look at the entrepreneurship world that we live in right now people trying this idea this idea this i you know this it's like basketball dribbling but seeing which one what were some of those like initial ideas that you started with uh to be honest it has always been real estate i mean a lot like I, me i'm a type of person like i finish what i start so i started with real estate and like when it's all said and done a lot of people see me for credit because I was doing credit. A lot of people see me for business credit because I can get you money. A lot of people see me for so many different things outside of real estate. Like right yeah. now, people are like, oh yeah, you the credit boy. And I'm like, oh no, not really. But all right, you know what I mean? 
I'll tip you. You know what I mean? People just associate me with credit because I'm always giving credit tips. Mm-hmm. But I'm always giving credit tips, tips and hacks is for the sole fact that credit allow me to get into real estate. You know what I mean? So it's like, like, I don't, I don't shy away from the real estate, but I'm getting ready to get back into it. But it has always been real estate for me, like always. So like, like I ain't really, like I ain't really do nothing else that was like, I mean, I did do credit, but the real estate has always been my heart. Like when you say what you do, like I do real estate. You know what I mean? That's my passion. That's my pride. That's my joy. That nah, that's that's super dope. And you know, there's a compound effect when you specialize in one area and you see it with some of these entrepreneurs that are 5, 10, 15 years in the game specializing in that specialization or you know I do this and I do this because you're able to establish these verticals you're able to create a tribe a community it's interesting one of our clients yesterday she was telling me that her daughter is a trucking group and the trucking group has these tours all across the nation and hundreds of thousands of students are coming out but if you weren't specialized and won't focus in a certain area it would be much difficult to do that because it's like oh you you're doing this you're doing that so which one are you people will be confused and at the same time real estate I saw something yesterday, or was it the day before? It said 90% of all multi-millionaires and generational assets that get passed down is through real estate. And you look at America as it is, the it, it seems like the room for real estate is just rapidly grown. You know, it's just like there's always more room, more opportunity. When we talk about real estate nowadays you know there's another arena that's really popping up very quickly and that's the airbnb how does airbnb figure into the whole equation of real estate do you even kind of compare the two or do you say nah airbnb is in its own box real estate is this uh somewhat like i i I don't blend the two although real estate airbnb has properties like like it deals with properties like you got people who got airbnb but don't know how to put a property back together yeah me like me like like my what i what i want to do is right now and i'm 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 quickly migrating but like i can put i can put together a house you know what i mean like you can give me you can give me four walls brick to brick i can go in there and frame it up i can go in there and see see where a bedroom and a bathroom should bathroom should go how large this bedroom should go where the steps should go okay where the kitchen should go okay where the where the laundry room should go where the powder room should go like i can literally visualize that from a from a clean sleep you know what i mean people most people are getting the airbnbs and like you got like if there's a hundred people that does airbnb 95 of them are renting that property. They're renting that property from another landlord. The other five people are homeowners and renting out their own house. But like 95 out of 95 people out of 100 people is literally renting from a, from a landlord, a person who owns a property like myself. So if you think about Airbnb, Airbnb wouldn't exist without landlords. I mean, yes, it would because you have some individuals who are renting out their direct property, their property that they own, but 95% of the people are literally renting out that property and then, then renting it out again to Airbnb tenants. You know what I mean? Wow. So if, t- if you if you don't 
it starts with the landlords. 95% of the time, it starts with the direct landlord. Who owns this building? You know what I mean? Mm. And what one thing, like, I, and I, I like the Airbnb concept. I don't do Airbnb. I got a lot of my friends who does, and they, they making a lot of money. To be honest, they making more money than I get. You know what I mean? On a month-to-month -month basis due to Airbnb. And that's okay. That's everything's not for everybody. Me, I'm not a person that just, oh, you're doing it? Let me come jump on bandwagon. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is my this is my niche here. This is where I'm sticking to. So, I, I don't have no desire to get an Airbnb. Uh, I don't mind renting out my property to someone for two years, and then you Airbnb my property up. Go right ahead. My my job is to become a landlord to a long term tenant. I'm, I'm not short term rentals. At. I don't got time to be cleaning that that are property every time somebody to check out. The money it's, it it can be good money, but it's not my it's not my area of specialty. Yeah, and. You know, Airbnb is like the buzzword now. It's almost like a piece of candy, you know, and people, the barrier to entry, that's one thing too as well, because the barrier to entry to real estate is a lot more complex, but the complexity also leads to, you have a deeper understanding. You said, give me four walls, give me a frame and I could visualize, I could start putting together components. You ask nine out of ten of these people that are doing airbnb they they're like what do you mean four walls uh but as time goes on you know because you're seeing these influencers talk about the airbnb and you know showing the receipts online and things of that nature so more and more people are being you know drawn into that arena yeah. but it's kind of interesting because the the landlord the landowner route has its own pros and cons too as well so even you said when you were getting into it you started watching youtube videos you know courses mentors but talk talk about that journey because how important was it for you to to feast on that knowledge and start connecting with mentors who were the mentors that you were connecting with what what kind of courses were you purchasing what kind of books were you listening to podcasts was it bigger pockets you know like how was you getting the information so my first my first encounter was like real estate was uh sorry was YouTube. I got into I got into the YouTube game real heavy. Like I was just, I was listening to people, and I couldn't I can't even really tell you who, but I was listening to like a lot of a lot of Caucasian older men who was teaching a real estate game. Uh, another person I went to was like Mark Whitten. He's out of Baltimore. He do wholesaling. Yeah, uh, so I, I had I went to some of his programs because I was in I was at Oregon State. So it was mm -hmm. like he's in Baltimore, I'm in Baltimore right now. Why not just try to see what's going on? Uh but he teach a lot of wholesaling and wholesaling wasn't for me, you know what I mean? Uh and then like and, and why do you think that? Why do you think you you kept getting drawn? Because it's like you don't you like some people love to flip it, some people but what was it about the, the real estate that you were like, nah 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 nah, I don't I wanna own this? Because I wanted to create generational wealth, you know what I mean? Like I knew early on, like if I give you a million dollars right now and you go buy a pack of Starburst, you no longer a millionaire because you spent one dollar. So once you spend one dollar, you're not a millionaire no more. You got nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. You're not a millionaire at that point. So I know just by knowing that, and as you as you spend money, you no longer like money runs out eventually. You know what I mean? Like what? credit your credit may not always be good and credit sometimes not taken so now i i knew really early on that cash flow is what we want 
we want cash flow, we want that residual every single month. And we want to be able to wake up and get $100,000, $200,000 a month. That's the goal, you know what I mean? So it's like, by knowing that and feeling that and, and identifying that early on, I knew I couldn't flip no property. Everything I'm doing, I, I'm doing for the long game, you know what I mean? I'm planting seeds today that I won't be able to harvest, you know what I mean? Mm. Planting seeds today that, that my nieces, that my nephew, I don't have nieces or nephews or children, but in the near future, I'm sure I will. So I'm gonna plant seeds that they gonna be able to harvest and I won't even better see the fruits of my labor, but guess what? I know that I planted those, those seeds. And that's the way it's supposed to be, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And it's a combination of so many different things. And this is why, you know, we need to have this information out there. So people that are listening in, they can understand, like, it's the hassle to go through it, but the worth of the ability to have an asset that can be passed down from generation to generation is so key. Now, getting into it, right? And you can take a house, right? Or something that maybe is a uh, a property that looks like it's in shambles. So what 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 are you looking for? Like, I, I remember I, uh, a homeboy from uh, college. He was like, yeah, man, we looking for distressed properties. He, but he was a wholesaler. So he was like, you find it, contact the owner. Like, da, 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 are you interested in uh, selling this? Or are you looking to get? So are you, when you see that same, what, what kind of properties are you looking for? Like, how do you get involved in it? Are you doing, was it prop stream? Are you, you know, like, what's the game plan? Like, all right, so today, you know, somebody presented me with a couple of properties and then this is what's going to happen to them. Like, how do you go about uh, maneuvering? So me right now, uh, when I first started out, I was like trying to take the wholesalers and stuff like that. I wasn't really finding my own business. Uh, but like, basically, I'm looking to buy a property that's at, that's at rock bottom. I mean, if you're at rock bottom, like you can't go and get what you want negative. Like, you know, like you, you ain't even go negative. It just goes super low. You know what I mean? So uh, knowing that, it's like I, I buy a property that's in distressed stand, standings, right? And that's right now. And I, I, I'm going to be getting out of that shortly. I'm going to be starting to buy. I'm going to start buying property that I can do small renovations to, not a full gut, not a full, like, oh, take everything out, put everything new in. I'm not going to be doing that anymore uh, as I continue to grow and learn. But right now, I'm buying distressed properties that got to be fully gutted out and renovated. But the thing is that I'm buying them at so cheap, pennies on a dollar, and I'm buying them at this cost, fixing them up at, at, at this cost, and we're doing this thing called force appreciation. So watch this. In the city of Philadelphia, we got row homes, just like in Baltimore, right? So I can get a row home for $50,000, right? So that's like rock bottom, right? I get it for $50,000. Then I go ahead and get $50,000 worth of work into it, right? Material, labor, new bathroom, kitchen, roof, toilet, vanity, floors, everything, central air, central heat. I go ahead and put 50 grand into it. So I bought it for 50, I pay $50,000 of work into it. That means I'm all in the hole for about 200 grand. But I mean, I'm, I'm sorry for 100,000, 100,000, but I did this thing called forced appreciation because I fixed it up. I forced the appreciation to go from 100,000 to 200 grand. So now my property is worth 200,000, but I'm only in it for 100 grand. That 100,000 mm -hmm. is my equity. That's what, I, that's what that's called. That difference is called equity. So then I can go Ooh. ahead and take that equity out, put the equity in my pocket and do that same deal again. And again. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just cracked something. You just cracked yeah. something. Okay. Yo, so you bought it for 50, then you renovated it. 
and it seemed like you you this is one thing that i love that i see you doing you actually getting in there getting your hands dirty yeah so you probably not even paying the 50 like because you getting in and doing it uh hands-on somebody else would have had to pay like 85 to maybe 75 but because you actually like leading the charge on it too as well you're able to bring that cost down but what i was going to ask you just said something that blew my mind you said that you put in fifty thousand dollars worth of work renovation material toilets you know just juicing it up and then you appreciate it to two hundred thousand dollars so now you said you can go to the bank and be like hey this house is worth two hundred thousand dollars I want to pull out so 80 percent so watch this right so imagine i come to you i say yo bro i need let me borrow 100 grand you say all right bet here here's 100 grand i say all right bet so i take out of that 100 grand i take 50 to buy it i take 50 to fix it up that's the hundred thousand i owe you a hundred grand i'm in a hole with you for a hundred thousand dollars you say hmm go you got 12 months I need my hundred grand back plus interest in 12 months. The interest, I'm going to be paying you your interest every single month, right? Every month I may give you a thousand dollars, thousand dollars, but that's only interest. But at the end of the 12 months that you, when you, when you started your watch, I owe you the other hundred grand. So let's just say I'm going to pay you back 112,000, 12, it's going to be a thousand a month for 12 months. Then I have to, at the, at the end of the 12 months, I got to give you back your also hundred. Then I watch this. You let me borrow a hundred thousand. I got it. I got it probably for 50. I paid 50 into it. I forced the appreciation and the property is worth 200 grand. I take that same property to let's just say hmm, PNC Bank. I say, yo, how, how's it going, PNC? My name is Cornelius Middleton. I got this property right here over there. It look, go take a look at it. They will go ahead and send an appraiser out to appraise the property. See how much it's worth. The appraiser gonna say, wow, take his pictures. Yo, this house is immaculate. You know what? This house is 200 grand. I'm gonna say, wow. really, thank you so much. He's gonna let PNC know that. PNC is now gonna then contact me and say, hey, Mr. Middleton, we, we got the numbers. Your property is worth 200 grand as a stand today. I'm gonna say, okay, can you give me a long-term mortgage? They're gonna say, okay, we're gonna let you cash out 80%. So my property is worth 200,000. So everybody, I'm, I'm super good with math. So do 200,000 times 80%, that's 160 grand. So they're going to go ahead and give me a check for 160 grand, essentially. But guess what? 100 got to go satisfy you. Now they take down. They're going to give me a check for 160. That is 80% of 200,000. But remember, I still owe you 100 grand. So out of that 160, 100 got to go directly to you to satisfy you. So now you like, yeah, Birdman here, bro. You like, I got my money back. But guess exactly. what? I still got that $60,000 equity. I put that mm. 60 grand in my pocket. And guess what? I still own my property. I paid so, you. I satisfied yep. you. You got your money back. You like, yo, I'm good. New, appreciate you. Yep. You we gonna do more business. We gonna yep. do more exactly. business. You, you gonna say, yo, new, when you wanna get another deal? I'm gonna say, all right, well, hold on, brother. Like, let, let me find something. I got you though. But I paid you back successfully. You but what about you, the bank? Major entry. What about the what? The bank. So PNC, they gave you that long term mortgage, right? And yep. you withdrew eighty percent from the two hundred thousand, one hundred and sixty. So what do you owe to the bank? Every what do you owe the, owe the PNC every month? So watch this. So now once I paid you back, you satisfied. You wave me goodbye, wave you goodbye. Out of my world, out of my life, right? You good until next until the next deal. Now PNC like this. Can I can I owe PNC one sixty? But I owe them one hundred and sixty thousand over the next three hundred and sixty months. 
if you know anything, 12 times 30 is 12 months in a year times 30 year mortgage. That's 360 months. So I owe PNC 160,000 over the next 360 months. So now guess what? Let's just say, let's do quick math, right? I'm gonna do that real fast. We're gonna, we're gonna, this, this for argument, and it's not gonna be, this not gonna be 100% direct. So we're gonna do 160,000 divided by 360. You see that number right there? Yeah, so that's what you're paying them. So, so we're gonna, we, let's just round it up to $800. We, this number was 440, but we got insurance and taxes. So we're gonna yep. call it every single month. I gotta get PNC $800 to satisfy my mortgage for the month. You only pay your mortgage once a month, but guess what? I'm still getting that other 80. You still get it. Yep. What? Well, I'm just under 60 in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I got the other 60 in my pocket. I paid you back the 100, so that's the 160. But now, guess what? I got to pay back PNC every month. That's $800, that we said. That's coming out slow. That's coming out slow. Now, watch this. But I'm going to go ahead and rent my property out to tenants, to people that need housing. And guess mm -hmm. how much I'm going to charge them? I'm going to charge them, I'm going to charge them $1,500 a month. So every single month, my tenants want to give me fifteen hundred a month. I'm gonna take the eight out and give it to PNC, and the other seven is my cash flow. So now I got my sixty thousand dollars in my pocket still, and I'm getting seven hundred dollars a month. Now just seven, seven, seven every single month. And guess who paying my rent? Guess who paying my mortgage? The tenants. The tenants that's in the property is paying my mortgage back every month. And that's how you do that play. And now remember, I got my sixty grand. I paid you back in full, but I still got sixty thousand. Then I'm gonna find this next deal, and I'm gonna say, "Yo, bro, you remember me?" You gonna say, "I sure do." I'm gonna say, "Can I yep. borrow that same hundred thousand? You say, "Yup, I got you, new." Boom, bingo. Now we in the next deal, and just keep repeating the process. And now you just keep putting your sixty in pocket. Before you know it, you you look over, you got half a million, one point two, one point three, and you all the debt you got is being paid by your people, the people that need thousand. So then you mm. see and that's how you become a multi-millionaire because that system you expand that as time goes on and you, you you're multiplying it one yeah. two three seven fourteen twenty eight thirty five yeah man you just cracked that wide open man. you cracked that all the way wide open mm -hmm. and th this is crazy because one thing i love about it is the pressure 80 grand Boom, you're keeping that. And now you, you got that taste in your mouth from doing that successful deal, paying them back the hundred thousand. But PNC is only collecting the eight hundred. Then you got your tenants paying it. So now you got that stream of income coming in. You got the additional seven hundred on it that gives you that leverage, that space to say, all right, how do I get as many tenants in as many properties as possible? And then you still got your sixty that you holding on that the bank gave you so now bank taking care of original dude that gave you the loan is taking care of the, the house has been renovated so now you, you you got ammo and you got that drive to say all right like what's going to be the next deal what's going to be the next you know what where am i looking at yeah. so now go ahead go ahead it's, it's pretty much just like an addiction like i, I i'm a headache right now I, 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 ain't got, I ain't got nothing wrong about saying that. I'm literally, if you can call me an addict, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a functional addict. Why? Because I get up every day and hunt for real estate deals. I am an addict. I am addicted to real estate. Every single day, I just came from, I, I came from the gym, then went to a property to have my contractors there. I'm going, when I'm done here, I'm going to shower and then go back to the property. And then I'm just, I'm function, I'm, I'm a fully functional addict, literally. Nah, and 
when you think about it why shouldn't you be especially like at the age you in your 20s you in your 30s now's the time to run and build that portfolio you know you look at people like big business you know what i'm saying that's been doing it since way back and you see what he's doing now well, like eventually this can go into commercial you're gonna start looking at apartments you're gonna start looking at whole buildings like before you know skyscrapers you know and because there's a compound effect whereby things multiply as time goes on now i think this is the perfect point to talk about leverage of credit you know and talking about like where because to be honest man you look at the community nobody really know too much about credit like most people's credit is shot up like you got bullet holes in it 500 score 550 this it look a hot mess and another thing i'm seeing too as well a lot of people are popping up credit repair specialists negative inquiries removal letters like you know it seems like there's a lot of information you know who do you turn to i love what you know runaway billionaire is doing he's been pitting on game you know he's been running the race you know i love what uh the student loan doctor's doing you know she been you know hustling like you know putting out the knowledge and information out there but talk about credit especially like when it when it comes to 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 real estate and like what were some of the early things that you had to learn in order to get yourself set up uh i had to, i had to learn that we we should be using opm which is other people money right so like i got this i got this i say this to everybody i know we always we we mo most of us have and if you have it you know that's surprising but they always say the rich stay rich and that's the reason why the rich stay rich because the rich don't use their money the rich use other people money so you think to yourself well i'm not rich so how do i do it but guess what once your credit get good it stay good you know why because you're going to start using other people money. money so the rich stay rich by using other people money then not so rich use use their credit and then build their credit and then start using their credit to then do what become rich right mm. so when you have that idea like leveraging credit is the almost the, like the, the 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 only thing you need in this game like if you have a decent credit score and you start getting it and, and, and i know we don't have enough time but you start getting into business start getting your llc and ein and you start leveraging it that way and start using it it's called collateral you're gonna be like you don't have more money than you can think but guess what you're not gonna be able to purchase everything so now you gotta start doing what collaboration over competition you know what i mean so it's like literally the credit can blow up anything if you want to be the best luxury car rental guy in america use credit if you want to be the biggest real estate investor in the world use credit all you have to do is leverage your good credit for so prime example right i got this credit card right here let's just say right I got this credit card. Let's just use another credit card. Watch this. Yeah. I got this credit card right here. Let's just say with this with the credit card. This was fifty thousand mm dollars. -hmm. Ninety-five percent of the people in America today is going to say, "Oh, I got fifty thousand. What can I buy with this fifty thousand dollars?" So they're going to be searching for properties, and they may find a property that's for forty-five grand. Right. So then they say, "Oh, uh, I want to buy that property with this credit card." They say, "All right, come on. You go ahead and buy the property, whatever with this credit card. Boom." Now you only got five thousand dollars left but watch this right that's the average that's the average american that's what most of us are trained to do because we spend our money right now watch this what i'm going to do i'm going to say yo i got this fifty thousand dollar credit card how much you want for your property they're going to say 45 that same property they're going to say 45 grand i'm going to say okay how much down payment could you would you accept they're going to say mm -hmm. oh give me give me ten percent 
right? 10% of 40, let's just say 50 grand, I gotta bring 5,000 to the table. That's right. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take 5,000 off this credit card and leverage my credit card to then borrow more money. So essentially, I'm gonna use this credit card as leverage to then buy more money, to buy more property, to buy more assets. Instead of me just maxing out this credit card, and then my credit card got five grand on it, well, why am I doing five grand? Nothing. I'm, I'm literally taking the money off my credit card and then using it as a down payment to buy more stuff. So, so then now I bought that, I bought property number one. The mm -hmm. first example, the person used a credit card to buy that $50,000 property. They had no more money. Credit cards, you can rip it up, it's trash. Well, yes. here me on the other side, I say, okay, I want to get five properties at the price of 50 grand a piece, but I want to put 5,000 down on each property. Now I can go ahead and do what? I can buy 10 different properties because I'm using my credit as leverage to buy more. You know what I mean? So most Americans, it's trained and we learn to do the first thing, which is spend. Once we got the credit card, spend that money. But instead, me, I leverage this money to then get more stuff. Oh, man. Came with the flame today, man. Mm -hmm. Yo, another thing too that I'm seeing is the, the, the business financing, right? Whereby people say, all right, my credit is shot up. Like their credit is not good, but however, I could start this LLC. I start doing like net 15, net 30. I start getting these trade lines, the done and something Bradstreet and, you know, getting this together. Then from there, they're able to go borrow or leverage or get credit for up to 50, 100, 150, 200, $250,000. Talk, talk about that. Like, is that the smart thing to do? Yeah, business credit is the best thing in the world. Business credit is the best thing in the world. If you if you listen to this right now, or you're gonna see this in the near future, if you don't have business credit, start putting a plan to action to get it. Business credit is what's gonna take you from wherever you at right now and your position as you watch this to that next stage of millionaire status, right? And and the reason why I know that is because so many people have done it, right? And I'm 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 on my way, you know what I mean? I, I don't wanna be there and say I told you so when I can be when we can be going together. You know what I mean? We can lock arms and get to that platform together. But you know what I mean, if I gotta say I told you so, I'm going I'm gonna say I told you so. That business credit is the best thing you can get in today's society as far as funding because why mm. business credit does not report to the personal side it's considered no documentation and it's state of the income so you can tell a bank i made ninety thousand when you only made nine thousand you can tell a bank yo i made 100 grand when you only made 10 grand because it's called stated income you can then tell a bank yo i made fifty thousand dollars and guess what they're not going to ask for no proof because it's called stated income i'm stating what i want then guess what they say you know what it's no documentation, so I don't gotta prove it. I don't need my tax returns. I don't need my W-2s. I don't need my pay stubs. I don't need my bank statement. I don't need any of that. As long as I got a good credit score, I can get approved for that for that credit card. So imagine you having a 750, but you unemployed. Hmm. You ain't got no job. You ain't got no money. You ain't got no income, but you got good credit. So then you just take your good credit to go get a credit card because there's no documentation and a stated income. So many people think, oh, I'm unemployed. Yeah, you unemployed because you don't work for nobody, but your credit ain't unemployed. It's a big difference. You got unemployable credit. You can't unemploy my credit. You know why? Because I'm leveraging it. You can't unemploy my, my credit always going to be working for me. My credit has a non to my credit has a 24-7, a 365 job because when I'm trying to leverage it, it, you can't unemploy my credit. It's no way. 
There's no way. And just keep thinking that if you had that mindset, if you had that mindset about your credit that it cannot be unemployed, guess what? You off to the races. I'll see you there. This is this is crazy, man. And this is the kind of things where you start putting together a game plan. You got other masterminds that know this, that spent years doing the trials and errors, and they can tell you, like, hey, look, this this is the strategy right here. This is the game plan. You're gonna execute right here. 20 days, do this, pay this back as soon as possible, up and up this trade line right here and, and build it. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about too was I, I see that people take that information and then they like you were saying you want to be the biggest uh, uh rental car salesman you want to you know be the biggest real estate talk about Turo and kind of like how you dealt with Turo and like what what are some of the things you've seen in that angle as well uh i did Turo for a few months made it made decent money but uh me I, the reason why i got out of Turo is for the sole fact that it's it, it's sometimes don't always work as you would like it to there's a lot of things that go on with toro as far as like 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 back office stuff like their 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 processes and their administration tasks aren't it's not as as flexible as i would like it but toro is a great opportunity for someone young someone old someone who just want to be hands off to then go get and get go ahead and get a few vehicles pit them on toro and then do what leverage their credit to go get more vehicles and then you got one car making you $250 a day. You got another car that's making you $75, another car that's making you $60. But guess what? When you when you look at your overall income, when you gotta pay your note, if it's not paid off, you you made a thousand, but your bill's only three hundred. Now you just walking with seven hundred dollar profit every single month. That's decent money for you not to be doing anything. If the car is gonna sit anyway, why not put it on Toro? So I, I do have a great experience. That's what happened with me. Mm -hmm. I was working, I was working a nine to five job. And my company gave me a company car. So my personal car was just sitting. So I said, mm -hmm. I'm, like, I'm gonna put it on Toro. I put it on Toro and made two breaks that same one. You know what I mean? So now I just was up like my car came to set 300. Now two grand minus 300 is 1700 profit. Profit, you know what I mean? For my car just to be not sitting anymore and using being used by one of my pairs, you know what I mean? So Toro is a great, 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 you know, way to get into some investments and it doesn't it doesn't require a lot you know what i mean so if you interested in it definitely look into it into your market and see what cars are best and blow it out the water man and, and talking about building and interested in man yeah intensified builders you know the academy mm -hmm. the the demented shit, man and talk about that because it's like you 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 throw yourself into the entrepreneurship the real estate like leveraging credit because a lot of the knowledge that you drop today people should be paying you thousands of dollars to get this information like for real for real and then your mindset as to here's a credit card that got fifty thousand dollars on it i'm not going to pay forty five thousand dollars just to get property i'm going to ask for the down payment a lot of people naturally won't think like that so your, your, your mindset has been conditioned either through the courses through firsthand experience through your mentors but but talk about the intensified builders and, and and the mission with that and what you're trying to accomplish yep so intensified builders we we what, what we stand for we we want to bring knowledge to the inner city youth at-risk youth, anybody who's just in the community that just want to find a better way out. Like, I, although I went to college, college isn't the only way to make it, make it out, to make it successful, right? And uh, 
what we doing we we just we are cohort that's what I, I see cohort strong shout out to everybody that's watching this that's part of cohort and what we is we matriculate together we we, we come in together and we matriculate together and then and the reason why is because strength is a number so my goal is to teach people about financial literacy how to actually become self-sufficient how to actually be, be come to uh, come to realization that that cash flow is king you know i mean you got people that say credit is king or cash is king it's cash flow that we desire so much it's cash mm -hmm. flow that we want so much it's cash flow that's going to take us to that next opportunity but uh you know shout out to everybody part of the cohort but you know what i mean we have the intensified builders learning academy ibla whereas though it's in person and we we go for hours eight nine hours ten hours straight straight game you know what i mean in person we bring a lot of guest speakers on and we give you what you want to hear we give you what you're coming to see but more importantly it's not none of that school fee and stuff like this stuff is here it's here to like the stuff that we teach in it was implemented last week or two days ago or last night. Mm. So these things are very valid. These things are very new. These things are current. You don't gotta think about what well, is it gonna still work? No, it does work. I just did it yesterday. It does work. We just did it yesterday or the day before or two weeks before that. So that's what it's all about. And then the mentorship is more like DIY. Give you a resource and get it done. You know what I mean? But nevertheless, you get you get the game. Like I teach you how to make your money back in the first week. You know what I mean? My mentorships, you know what I mean? A couple grand. But guess what? In that first week, I teach you how to make that money back like that. By hacks, give you strategic hacks and open up your mind, expanding your mind to say, yo, I never thought about it. I had so many people in week one, when, when I'm on my Zoom calls for my mentorship, I got 40 people on the call. And when I say something, I, I, I make them all turn cameras on. So now I can see everybody. And when I say what I say, I see people like, like oh my yep. god like I, they, they, they they starstruck because they never thought about it and did it before and now you got people coming back and say yo new it worked and i'm like i, I know like i know it worked I, I do it too some of my mentees see me doing it and, like we out and we doing that same play at the same store so it's like to see them there with me it's like yo I, i'm taught you how to do it and then you here with me like that's the best feeling in the world so that's why we got the cohort because together we move out we we, can, we go to the next level and before you know we'll be at the top but we went together instead of going mm. and you know this is this is why i love doing these podcasts and you know building business and things like this is because i love when somebody is thinking community like you know a lot of the coaches and entrepreneurs that i work with i'm helping them you know with facebook ads you know running their their mentorships you know running their courses you know help i love the testimonials yeah. that come back from people being like yo da, 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 i didn't know about this course i really didn't know about you but i saw the ad or you know i clicked the link in your bio you know and i purchased it and seeing that person's life transform because you transform one person's life they need guarantee that not only will they go out and pour it out but what you're building like you can eventually build a cohort of people because once you reach certain levels you could be like all right it's time for us to invest in this condo real estate in miami that's going to cost 3.8 million dollars but because i got like-minded people that can all leverage other people's money we can run this audible play on a complex level and pull it off because they've been through that mentorship they own that up and up and they're also putting together these you know uh plans and these abilities and you know one thing i see so so much nowadays there's a lot of people that just want to give people knowledge take a quick buck and like get out of here yo don't 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 bother me afterwards but the people that 
actually want to put their foot in it you know get down get into the community get on these zoom calls like one thing i always tell coaches and entrepreneurs when they're like yo i'm trying to sell my course today it costs five thousand yo i'm trying to how do i increase my monthly membership sales how do i increase the ab conversion rate of my optimization for my landing page and this i'm like are you doing live weekly calls with your people every week every two weeks like how how deep do you really care about helping your people get to the next level or do you got your marketing down because a lot of people got their brand it looks flashy it, it, it can you know it just it look good they got everything but then they sell their ebook or you know the video course or the, this thing they get people's money but then people leave burnt they feel like they just got ripped off because that person not really pouring life energy into them to help them get to the next level because they want to get to the promised land too they want to be able to get to where they see on the trajectory that you're going to as well and we're seeing that more and more especially with COVID-19 happen you only have the education and you know the course and you know the the mentorship is only going to exponentially scale and I'm seeing people like dude I'm working he's about to hit like in probably in the next couple of months he might be going depending on his ass man sixty thousand dollars reoccurring just coming out straight from people all he do is getting on a uh uh weekly zoom call two or three times a week talk for an hour just giving knowledge and the putting value into people but at the same time that's what they love to do because when you love it people gonna feed off of that so you know that's why you know I, i'm i'm excited because i'm seeing like so many lanes open up and so many people but i, I wanted to ask like when you when you said the cohort I was like, man, like this is it because what's interesting when you do Stripe and you do uh, monthly memberships, yeah, each month from your membership is called a cohort. And the success of your monthly membership is how many people retain month to month. So they say that your percentage in your cohort went from 14 to 28 to 37 to, to 54%, which is what you want. You want retention. So when you were talking about like how you, you, you're going out, you're working with them, you're helping them, you know, get to the next level. I'm like, this is what it's about because people talk online, you know, like, yo, you want to learn about real estate. This is the person you want to go to. Uh, man, you, you got me off the tangent there for, for a second. No, no, you good. You good, bro. Cause that's, that's what it's all about. Just like, you know what I mean, seeing it and, and, and I didn't know. I didn't know that strike did that so that you know that correlation is key for you to be able to pick that up and and i mean it, it's reassurance it's like i'm on the right track big big time and people people are killing it now online but you got to make sure that your followers are killing it too like if we see you i mean you leveling up you running these plays and that's what i like because yeah there's a lot of scammers out here people are getting burnt but like when you really pouring into people it's, it's going to compound it's, it's going to multiply and one thing i wanted to ask is like when you're thinking of your brand right and you're thinking about like these people that you're working with like how do you incorporate that into your brand uh i try to always bring people that just add value it don't matter what it's about if you add value to the community and you and you truly want to see the community winning then me and you, me and you are aligned, like like cold-hearted. You know what I mean? 
So as long as you add value of some magnitude, I'm fine with that. My, my community gonna embrace you, my community gonna love you, my community gonna support you. And that's 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 what it's all about. Just add value. How do people get started, man? Because let's say they like, man, I listen, I'm trying, I'm trying to run these plays. I'm trying to like they they come to your bio because I'm gonna put all the links, you know, in the podcast distribution. But did they start the consultation with you? Should they get a clat like what's the link they should click on first so they can start so, getting their feet wet so like most people always want to get on the phone with you like they want to talk to you directly right and yep. I, yeah i got consultation and i don't mind that but like my but the biggest thing is being able to understand that credit you need to know where you stand with your credit because all oh, that's the foundation if your credit is good then we can go ahead and hop on that consultation call and get you into those mentorships because those mentorships what why it's so key because I got over two, three, four hundred mentees currently, right? And they all has came through the program of some magnitude, at, at, whether it was last year or early this year or just last month, right? And what what's really key is that you put them in a group, a group message, and then people are building upon each other. Yo, this I tried this. Newt said do this, and I did it, and it did that, and then they did this. So now it's like we learn amongst each other. Instead of everybody waiting for me to go ahead and bring out the game, it's like y'all bring out the game in each other. So that's what it is. So like, if you, if you, if, when you see this, if you're watching this, like, definitely start out with knowing where your credit stand at, and then looking at the services that then that I offer or the products that I offer to then enhance that, right? So I got different ways how you can scale your credit, how you can build your credit, how you know what, what credit cards you should do, how to actually make money off your credit cards. Then we start jumping into things like real estate. We start talking, jumping into the mentorship, whether it's in a group setting or one on one, because a lot of people learn differently. So I got people that's like, yo, new. I want to just, I want it to be just me and you. That, that's, that's what it is. So it's just me and you for a month straight. You know what I mean? Or you say, you know what? Some people say, I learn better in a group setting. So I want to do group mentorship so I can hear other people ask their questions. So I can be like, mm, that, that was a good question. You know what I mean? Because they was afraid to answer or they didn't know how to ask it. So it was just like, there's so many different things that I offer at different levels. So it's like, I got different hierarchies and different tiers depending on what you want to do, what you want to do and where you want to go. Man, and this is why I could tell that you're going to keep killing it. Like, you're already doing naturally what I literally have to coach people to do. I'm like, all right, what's the CRM system for when somebody purchases something from you? Do you have, like, an exclusive Facebook group? Do you have, like, a mighty network? Like, do you have a tele... Like, where can you pit your community in? Because instead of you having to answer every single question every single time, the, the like, somebody that been in the membership or community for four or five months, they're going to start answering the question from people that just been in there the first or second week because it's a compound effect or like sure. if you have like uh one thing i always tell people like to install is get like super phone each time somebody purchases your course or your bundle or something you should have zapier and automations running whereby their number gets stored their email gets sent to active campaign you get certain information about them let's say you're going to do a pop-up in houston like one of my uh business partners he's going in new york to go do a uh seminar but the the super phone has been built out almost a year ago so all you got to do is select the audience that's in new york and you got all of their phone numbers and you start warming them up yo something going down in new york da, da, da. we're gonna be giving this away we're gonna have these guest speakers he's got dj enough from the heavy hitters coming out and the email too as well to categorize them because people are like man like this dude really care about seeing my success so even you know a lot of people in the community we know all right 
your credit ain't the way it's supposed to be but you trying to get you know people trying to get to the next they're like man like all right i'm lost because right. if you look right there there's so much information out there but they just like i just need a hand up because i'm i'm willing to put in the work so somebody that is coming in they're like yo my credit is shot but i'm just trying to repair it so i can go up and you know start running these plays what was that first piece of like you like should they get like a cohort mentorship week one should they yeah. get like the the what what should they do yeah it all start it all me i'm all business minded so it all start with credit with well, it all start with the, the the business foundation, like being able to know how to structure your LLC and your EIN properly. So many people I know come to me like, I got my LLC, and I'm like, all right, what, you know, show me. They're like, oh, what you mean? I'm like, where your documents at? They're like, I didn't get it. I'm like, well, how you know you got LLC? Well, the person I paid them to do it, and it's like, oh man, people people got wrong. It's not synonymous. The address, are, like the stuff go. It's it's crazy what I've done seen. But like, step one is to get that. Like, like the, it's I tell you, that mentorship, that like that that mentorship is everything. Like, mm. like that, that. If you ask me, like that's one of them. Like people, I got an ebook out how to how to get credit. But what if your credit not good? Then you like, mm. stuck. You know I mean? That mentorship, like it's it walks you through how to establish your business, how to then repair credit, how to then get money for your business that you established in week one. Then week four, I teach you how to take the money off the credit cards to then to then go get investments. It don't have to be Airbnb. It don't have to be. It don't have to be real estate. It could be trucking. It could be Toro. It could be lashes. It could be nail salon. It could be hair. It could be cosmetics. It could be makeup. But you need to know how to get the money off the credit cards in week three, week four to then get into your investment. Because I understand that everybody don't want to do real estate. I get it. I get. It. I understand it. I'm gonna be harping on real estate, but you may not come to me for real estate. You may say, me, I'm cool. I'm a big sneaker guru. Me, I wanna get my credit card to then go buy sneakers to then flip them. That's fine. You wanna sell it to DJ Envy and, and, and Meek Mill and, and, and DJ Colin and, and all the top top tier celebrities go right ahead. So, but you want, I want you to be able to use your business credit card, leverage that to then go get the, the all the 55 pairs of Supreme sneakers that they came out with for this release. And then you and your staff go get them. When then you can then resell them to all the top tier artists and celebrities and people like myself and people like yourself. So understand that everybody's not into real estate, but you gotta have a business mindset. Mm -hmm. You have a business That's mindset. And I, I want everybody to know before we get out of here, before we leave something, that you only make money when you buy. You don't make money when you sell. Mm -hmm. So you thinking, oh, I got, these Christian Louboutins, I got these Yeezys. I'm gonna offer for 500 and I only pay 200. You all oh, up $300. No, you just lost. You just lost. Yeah, you got the physical cash, but you no longer have an asset. You know what I mean? So you only make money when you buy. I'm going, I'm I'm literally, when I'm making my bank account, I say, oh man, I got too much money here. I gotta go ahead and spend some. I gotta invest it. I don't, yep. I, I, I wanna be broke. Literally, I wanna be broke. I don't wanna have no money in my bank account. Because if I had money in my bank account, I'm clearly doing something wrong. I want to have that money working for me. Every dollar that I got in my bank account should act as an employee. It has to go out there and work for me. You know what I mean? So just knowing that I only make money when I buy. You only make money not when you sell. I don't care if you bought something for hundred dollars and then sold it for a thousand dollars. Now you don't have nothing else to sell. There you go. Only you only make money when you buy. There you go. Y'all heard it from the man himself, man. Look, my mastermind is. Y'all, y'all rewind this like two, three times. You in the car, y'all working out, y'all listening. And second of all, 
the whole thing with mastermind your life is building generational wealth building assets like so what what i need y'all to do is tap in i need y'all first follow him on his instagram second tap in tap in tap in. don't don't be like yo I, I think i already know it all nah like trust me like everything he ain't dropped in the last hour or so yo this is crucial like how to leverage your credit cards how to think in a business mindset how to literally flip the little that you have and use it to control a lot and then that a lot that you're controlling is cash flowing positively for you and the younger you start doing this the better because it's experience that you learn and it's history you're starting to get seasoned in the mentality you start surrounding yourself with people that are on that grind too as well don't wait 48 talking about oh i want to get in now so every single masterminder i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna I'm like yo what's up like yo you, you check out new you tap in what's up so man new appreciate it. is there any last things you want to say any words you want to get off your chest no 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 uh i think that's pretty much that if y'all seeing it y'all watching it then watching it in the near future i appreciate you all keep supporting me keep supporting bro so that you know we, we take this to new heights new limits but more importantly just execute you know what i mean like don't just don't just sit around with and twiddle your fingers and think about what it's like like focus like i, I just learned this and it, it, it's so true focus 90 percent on the solution and 10 percent most of us we want to focus on what happened and why it happened. yep no focus to put 90 percent of your energy to how to fix it 10 percent of your energy to what what it is whatever the problem is 10 percent solution 90 percent and trust me if you can do that you're going to new heights like this like that there we go mastermind is until next time mastermind your life Hey, I appreciate you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast. Again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram, T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. And blow up my inbox, man. I need to hear your suggestions, feedback, people I need to interview next, topics I need to cover. Again, I appreciate all y'all. And while you're at it, you might as well go to Apple and drop that review. Let's get it. Rah.